usually is. Part of the explanation for that is some of you brothers have to drive and fight in traffic. And this has been an issue with us in the previous years. So you have to understand my position. I don't want those of you who are driving back to take an extra hour of driving back because I extended the hookah for 10 minutes. I want that to be understood. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, الذي هدانا سبلنا وما لنا ألا نتوكل على الله وقد هدانا سبلنا ولا نصبرن على ما أذيتمونا. وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله لا معبود بحق سواه وأشهد أن سيدنا وحبيب قلوبنا وعزيز نفوسنا محمدا صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم عبده ورسوله من يطع الله ورسوله وأولي الأمر من المؤمنين فلا مضل له ومن يعص الله ورسوله وأولي الأمر من المؤمنين فلا هادي له رفعت الأقلام وجفت الصحف أما بعد Dear committed brothers and sisters We're going to try as much as possible to dedicate the words of this khutbah to a dear brother who has been victimized by the forces of the status quo, by the ignorance of Muslims by the propagandistic information from the mass media and by the sectarianism that dwells deep down inside our psyche and when I say our psyche I mean all the Muslims obviously there's a minor exceptions Shaykh Ibrahim Zakzaki, and I say this from experience, I don't say this because I heard it from someone or I read it somewhere, is one of the few individuals that has truly understood the issue of the sectarian divide among the Muslims. And it is is precisely because of that that he is where he is today in detention, suffering from 
the power of the state coming upon him and those who are with him. He has lost members of his family to gunshot wounds, to the savagery of the military in his country. I happen to have visited him a few years ago before the military did to him what it did. And he explained to me that, and he showed me what the press in Nigeria is saying about him and about his followers. And he pointed out to the articles, which he has almost archived in his center, that the Nigerian government is saying that he is the head or the leader of the Shi'is in Nigeria. And I read some of those paragraphs and some of those sentences that play up the issue that he is a Shi'i leader. He turns to me and he says, and I relay this to you firsthand, he says, I never presented myself as a Shi'i leader. See, this takes a maturity of a personality to understand what is going on. If he was a secular Muslim, none of he could have been a Shi'i, and as there are Shi'is who are secular. He could have been that type and nothing would have happened to him. Secular in the, in the sense that he was a traditionalist and he's waiting for Imam al-Mahdi to come and he'll suspend all activities until that time. He wasn't that type. On the other hand, he wasn't a sectarian Shi'i. The types that make a big issue about differentiating between Sunnis and Shi'is. He blurred that line. This is a mature person. How many of us, we, we sort of know each other, how many of us have blurred that line? So he's way ahead of us. And therefore, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his own calculation of worldly affairs, in a sense, has honored him with the trials and tribulations that he is going through. It's not easy, it's not comfortable, but it's a fact. Now let us just take a moment of our time to juxtapose this person and personality with others who are, let's say, from the same mindset. Not the same personality and character, no. But let's say from the same tradition. We take a look at them 
And what do we have? We have sectarian loudmouths. Or we have sectarians who are practicing taqiyah. These are two extremes. You have the loudmouths on one side, and then you have those who conceal their true character on the other side. This is a disease. He wasn't any of this. He wasn't a loudmouth. And he wasn't one who's hiding his personality. But we have this. We have... This is a problem, look, brothers and sisters. You know that this khutbah is a frank khutbah. It goes from the heart to the heart. There's no barriers here of diplomacy or politics or favoritism or fear. None of that. The truth comes to you from its source. With Allah's help. We have these sectarians who are Shi'is. At least they say they are. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَلَا تُزَكُّوا أَنفُسَكُمْ هُوَ أَعْلَمُ بِمَنِ اتَّقَى Review the ayah in Surah Al-Najm. Don't vouch for your own selves. These are what the sectarians do. They do it with a whispering voice behind the scenes. And they do it with satellite TV stations. They're there. What do we want us to do? Look the other way and pretend this doesn't exist? It's not happening. So what do they come and say? Okay, for you to become... They're telling their audience, whoever their audience are. They're saying to them... In order to be a Muslim, as a proper Muslim, you have to condemn Abu Bakr and Umar and Uthman and Talha and Zubair and Aisha. You have to condemn them. Where are you going to go with this? People who say these types of things. Where do they want to go with this? They're protected by the British they're protected by this administration here, this government in Washington, D.C. They're protected, they're financed by petrodollars or petroreals. And this is how they come out and they say, you have to say this. They're telling those who are listening to them. And there's 1.5 billion Muslims. Not all of them, obviously, but within them, there are people who are listening. What, are this, what is this person saying? Does this make for... Brothers and sisters, we have issues that are literally killing us. They don't discriminate. You're a Sunni, you're a Shi'i. They'll kill you. And here we are among us. We're, we're drawing these divisive lines. And it's not theoretical, mental, divisive lines. These are deep psychological wounds that we inflict upon our own selves. And it, one of these sectarians, Loudmouth in, in London, publishes a book, a thousand pages or more. And it, in it, he accuses the Prophet's wife of Fahisha. Immoral sexual act. Where, where do you go with something like this? As Sunnis, whoever consider themselves Sunnis, they can't treat this disease. 
because there's a traditional barrier. It is left upon the Shi'is to remedy this internal disease. In the same sense, the the Shaykh of Al-Azhar in Egypt some time ago he went public and he said we don't want Shi'is in Egypt we don't want their Masajid we don't want their Husayniyat why? he cites individuals like that who are cursing and bad mouthing people who were let's say in a sense either related to the prophet his wife or accompanied the prophet in his struggles Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the Quran is our final reference he says فَلَا تَسُبُّ الَّذِينَ يَدْعُونَ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ فَيَسُبُّ اللَّهَ عَدْوًا بِغَيْرِ عِلْمٍ Allah is telling us, we the Muslims, don't curse, don't say bad words about those individuals who the mushriks call upon to the exclusion of Allah فَلَا تَسُبُّ الَّذِينَ يَدْعُونَ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ فَيَسُبُّ اللَّهَ عَدْوًا بِغَيْرِ عِلْمٍ Why? Because they, these mushriks, were obviously opposed to the Muslims are going to curse Allah without knowing what they are doing if Allah is teaching us not to say bad words about false leaders or false deities or false authorities not to pollute our tongue with vile language if Allah is teaching us not to do that at that level, it's better understood that we do, that we withhold such words from others who may, we may be critical of. You can be critical of another Muslim with respect. You don't have to be vulgar about it. And this is the type of area, what we are talking about are the troubled waters in which sectarians thrive last week we made a reference to Bihar al-Anwar one of the reference books of hadith among the Shi'is it's a hundred and twenty volumes and there was a sentence in there that acknowledged what the Prophet of Allah, may Allah's peace and blessings be upon him and his, said concerning Umar, the second successor to Allah's Prophet. A statement of truth. Allahumma a'izz al-Islam bi Umar ibn al-Khattab. 
But if you wanted to read in depth, I thought this would be necessary as a follow-up to clarify the issue. There's a lot of derogatory statements and quotes attributed to Allah's Prophet about Omar or about Abi Bakrin or about others. Many of them. And that's why there is a long overdue effort that is going on in Qum to purge Bihar al-Anwar from some of these nonsensical statements. Offensive to many Muslims. And who is going to benefit from all this at the end? Who will benefit? Ask yourself. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his book, Millata Abikum Ibrahim, Muslimin, the Milla of your father Ibrahim, he's the one who gave you the name Muslimin. If you read this ayah, I think it's in Surah Al-An'am, if you read this ayah, would it make you think, and ask yourself, am I a Muslim because I'm a Sunni or a Shi'i? Or the other way around, am I a Sunni or a Shi'i because I'm a Muslim? Just pose these two questions to yourself and think through who you are and how you define yourself. The sectarians abound. They're all around. You tell me. I know you're not going to hear this somewhere else maybe in the future with Allah's guidance and his helping hand maybe you'll hear it from more individuals but I want to tell you this take this what you're gonna hear right now take this with you think about it think about it between you and your conscience between you and yourself The more Muslims concentrate on their sectarian definition, the more division we're going to have, and the more opportunities we are going to give our common enemies. And the more we blur the line between who's a Sunni and who's a Shi'i, and it's possible, I'm not asking anyone to do anything impossible. You blur the line. How can you do that? It's easy. A Sunni prays in a certain way. If you're in a masjid with the Sunnis, you pray like them. If you are a Sunni who's in a Shi'i masjid, you pray like them. Is any is this kufr? Is anyone asking anyone to do something that is going to violate their iman? The Anbiya of Allah, Isa, Musa, Harun, 
يحيى زكريا داود سليمان إبراهيم الأصباط How did they pray? Do you know? Was that an issue? This is a problem with us. It's a problem we've inherited. All of us Muslims, we've inherited Muawiyah's policies. His policies were to define Muslims by certain functions in their sha'air, in the way they perform their rituals. The major issues are lost. The issues of justice. Ya ladina amanu taqullaha wa kunu ma'as-sadiqeen. How truthful are we? It's very hard to be truthful nowadays. Some people hide in themselves the truth. Social justice issues, where are they? Come on, let us identify them. You read the Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about an-nas in the Quran. This is a, a category of people, not mu'mineen, not kafirin. They could be one or the other or none of the above. What do you say about people in this world? And they are in the hundreds of millions. And probably another hundreds of millions who either never heard anything about Islam. Hundreds of millions of people in this world never heard anything about Islam. And then other hundreds of millions of people in this world who heard lies about Islam. Are you going to condemn them to Jahannam? Are they going to hell? These are innocent people who live their lives, some of them. Good people, obviously some of them are not, but some of them are good people. They live their lives according to their conscience and their better judgment. You're going to condemn them to Jahannam? In the meantime, we are, and by this token, there may be more people in Al Jannah than there are Muslims. If we just read and understand what we are reading when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is speaking to us. So by this token, there may be more non-Muslims. Forget about Sunnis and Shi'is here for a moment. There's going to be more non-Muslims in Al-Jannah than there are these technical Sunnis and technical Shi'is. Why do we bring this issue up? We bring this issue up simply because, as I said at the beginning of this first khutbah, we bring this issue up because our brother, Sheikh Ibrahim Az-Zakzaki, was very well aware of these types of issues in his own way. He probably did not articulate them in a book, but he certainly was a person who was living them in his life. That's why when he, there, was, there were demonstrations for Al-Quds, hundreds of thousands of people in Nigeria, Sh- Shi'is and Sunnis, Muslims and Christians and maybe animists, whatever, they participated. 
No one was looking at some type of ritual imagery. They were looking at substance. And this substance is lost upon us. In a sense, our dear brother is not only a victim of a brute, military, savage attack on him and those who identify with him. He's also a victim of our internal sectarianism. And he's a victim of the mass media. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bring relief to him, to his wife, to whoever is left of his family, and to the rest of the committed Muslims there who can see through the plots and the conspiracy that are in high gear. اللهم اجعلنا من الذين يستمعون القول فيتبعون أحسنه أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم ادعوه سبحانه وأنتم موقنون بالإجابة الحمد لله الذي هدى وصلى الله وسلم على سيدنا المصطفى وعلى آله وصحبه أولي النهى والتقى Dear brothers and dear sisters Some of you who have just come to this Jumu'ah one of the virtues of our dear brother is he brought more of us together on this Friday. We want to remind you, and this is a reminder, فَذَكِّرْ إِنَّ ذِكْرَ تَنْفَعُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ We want to remind you that those who are fanning the flames of sectarianism are the ones who have confiscated this Islamic center and that sectarianism extends from Washington DC all the way to Riyadh and Jidda and other parts of Arabia. We're not uh, seasonal Muslims. Oh, if something is happening, we come out and we raise some signs or we express some slogans a position of stamina a world view that has a strategy to it and a persistence on principle is what we need If you were true to your Islamic convictions, you would not be here on an occasion. And I know many of us can't make it here on Friday. Some of us have responsibilities and obligations to our families 
and to others. Some of us have jobs. Obviously, you can't make it on Friday. Okay, that's understandable. لا يكلف الله نفسا إلا وسعها. But in the course of the year, you can't make it here a few times. To and then forty days from now, almost to the day, forty days from now is Ashura. And on that day, people say, those who are conscious of the occasion, they say, "Kullu yawman Ashura wa kullu ardin Karbala." That's easy to say, and you'll hear it. Wait forty days, and people are in this frenzy of an emotion. And then what happens after that? The rest of the year begins to pass by, and they just—I guess—they forget what they say, or they didn't mean what they say, or they are hypocritically expressing themselves. We don't know. Allah knows best. How they justify for themselves saying one thing and doing something else. So in a sense, our presence here for 36 years has been for the cause to free a Sheikh Zakzaki Before it even happened. And during its occurrence and even after it will have passed on. It doesn't matter. We are here because of principle. We're not here because we're sloganeers. We're not here because someone prompted us to be here. This is ground zero. If you're an African American, this is ground zero. If you're an oppressed minority, this is ground zero. If your rights have been violated, this is ground zero. But some of us, I don't know, maybe we're living in a dream world somewhere. The Eid, Eid al-Adha is coming up. And yesterday evening, the Saudi Umawis, they said that they saw the Hilal there. No one could see it, but they saw it like almost every year. They see Hilals when no one can see them. So therefore, they decided that Waqfat Arafat, standing at Mount Arafat, is on the 10th of August, which is a Saturday. And obviously the following day, Sunday, is going to be Eid al-Adha, Eid al-Qurban. This has been going on. And then in the same, in the same almost the same hour, their neighbor, Sultanat Oman, that country to to the south of them in the Arabian Peninsula said no. Waqfat Arafat is on Sunday and then Al-Eid is on Monday. And you can extend this to other countries and other areas of the Muslims. The question is, who is going to stand at Arafat on Sunday? Who? It's been reported that the Hilal was seen in the western part of the United States last night. But we still have minds who cannot think of the world as one village, as one geography. They still think that 
you know, if you're in the United States, it's different than being, let's say, in Brazil or in Europe or in Asia or somewhere else. We still need a little improvement in our scholarly understanding of the beginning of the lunar month and the ending of the lunar month. Saudi Arabia, that present-day Umayyad power structure, has closed down a foundation here in Washington, D.C., called the Arabic Foundation, which was more or less a lobby group that polishes the image of these Arabian misrulers. Closed down, out of the blue. No advance notice, nothing. This week they closed down. We say, Alhamdulillah. One less bunch of liars. Saudi Arabia is now feeling that with a delegation from the United Arab Emirates this past week visiting the Islamic Republic, they feel that, uh uh-oh, is someone betraying us here? Let them begin to feel the consequences of their own treachery. A treasonous regime is bound to be stabbed in the back by its own, by some of its own. And we may see this in real life. One of the scholars in Saudi Arabia, name is Salman al Auda, was supposed to go on trial this past Sunday. He didn't appear in court, so they deferred his trial until December. Another indication of their fear of what will happen. This person had about 20 million followers on Twitter. And they fear that something unbecoming will happen to them as a consequence of sentencing him to death, which they've put out words that they will do. And then we are told that the Saudi Umawi authorities, they received the Iranian pilgrims this year with flowers and chocolate. Other years there was there were harassment procedures. This time they were smiles on immigration officers on video. There were smiles on immigration officers and all of this type of courtesy. There's a saying in Arabic that says, it's actually a poetry that says, if you, if you feel something and it is smooth, remember that the snake that, is sm- that has a smooth touch to it has poisons in its teeth. And then we have this sellout called Sudais, the so-called Imam of the Haram in Mecca, a sellout. He comes and he says that Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa should be rescued from the Zionists. He says this in a khutbah. Of course, he's given permission to say this. He can't speak his mind. He's an employee of the state. And they gave him the green light to say something like that. At the same time, 
that they sent one of their bloggers to Jerusalem. This was all over the place. Last week, and he went to Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa and the Palestinians spit on him. And he, obviously he learned a little Hebrew, so he gave a little presentation there for his Israeli hosts in the Hebrew language. And the Palestinians, after he left Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa, they began to throw plastic chairs on him. Yesterday, the, this contemporary regime of Muawiyah decided to have la- Saudi ladies who have reached the age of 21 to have them travel without a guardian. They will be issued passports if they apply for it. And they can go wherever they want to go. What other things are happening in this world? One of the Egyptian Da'is, his name is is Wajdi Ghunaim. Previously he had said some negative things about the president, the ex-president, because he died last week, of Tunisia. His name is Sabsi. And so now Tunisia, which is considered to have an Islamic component of its government, the whole government says you can't come to Tunisia. See? Words. Just words. And they tell you, and they say, we are all brothers and labbaik Allahumma labbaik innama al-mu'minuna ikhwa wa'tasimu bihablillahi jami'an wala tafarraqu And a Muslim wants to go to a Muslim country said you can't, come, you can't go there. Are we saying the truth? Or are we behaving lies? And then they're shooting a, a film in Jordan. Some uh, have Arab characters in them and some of them have foreign characters in them. In that film, they say that Yahud has a right to Palestine and portions of southern Jordan. And this has caused a whirlwind of criticism in the social media. Then we have a minister in Tunisia who said that there is sex commercialization of young girls into Tunisia. It's a Muslim country. This is Jumu'ah, a day of taqwa. And look at what's happening in our societies. One of the good news coming out of the past couple of weeks is Ansarullah in Yemen have targeted the aggressor, war criminals, military establishments of the Saudi regime. Scores of mercenaries and Saudi troops were killed. A long-range missile was fired. We are Muslims, brothers, but look at what happens when you look at the depth of of this issue and you discover sectarianism at the foundations of these policies. 
You have a missile and alhamdulillah that it could traverse around a thousand miles from Yemen to a dammam That's a city in Saudi Arabia that's close to Qatar on the Gulf. And other missiles that hit military targets in Najran, in Abha, in Asir. And with Allah's help, this will continue until these sectarians who are here next to us and the sectarians who are colonizing Mecca and Al-Medina until they are brought to their knees. Aggression doesn't pay. In this past week, a, a military industrial company in Italy said we're not going to sell any more arms to Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates and then we have a Saudi academic a person who's supposed he was living in London he returns to Saudi Arabia supposed to have been an opposition figure he returns to his home country and what does he say and the cameras and the media was all over the place for what he had, to, what did he say? He said, the only holy masajid in the world is the masjid in Mecca, al-masjid al-haram, and al-masjid al-nabawi in al-Madina. These are the only, so how about masjid al-Aqsa? He said, that's just like any neighborhood masjid. A Saudi ex-opposition figure comes home and kowtows the line of the regime of his country. They're setting us up, brothers and sisters. And you who keep your distance, some of you feel like, oh, I've done my share. When I was young, I participated in demonstrations and I cooked and I driven I've driven cars to certain conferences and I've done this, that, and the other. Right now, you are, you consider yourself to have reached the age of seniority. Where, do you, where did this come from? Where did this idea come from? Has any prophet reached the age of retirement? Has any wali re reached the age of retirement? Has any imam reached the age of retirement? But here you are. You're too old for that. And last but not least, because this scenario is going to continue, thanks to your inactivity, I don't mean you personally, I mean those Muslims who are withdrawn with Iblisi rationalizations from the activity that beckons them. One of these Lebanese entertainers in the past 24 hours, she says, put the Palestinians in gas chambers like Hitler did to the Jews. This has a backdrop to it. What is happening to Palestinians and to Syrians in Lebanon caused some individuals with media profile to come out and express themselves in this way. And remember, they are expressing your, themselves because you are lazy and not expressing yourself. Allahumma arina al-haqqa haqqan warzuqna tiba'ah. 
وأرنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه ولا تجعله ملتبسا علينا واجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا إننا سمعنا مناديا ينادي للإيمان أن آمنوا بربكم فآمنا ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف الميعاد ربنا اغفر لنا ذنوبنا وإسرافنا في أمرنا وثبت أقدامنا وانصرنا على القوم الكافرين ربنا أفرغ علينا صبرا وثبت أقدامنا وانصرنا على القوم الكافرين ربنا أفرغ علينا صبرا وتوفنا مسلمين ربنا صل وسلم وبارك على محمد وآل محمد وصل وسلم وبارك على إبراهيم وآل إبراهيم ذرية بعضها من بعض إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون أجعلتم سقاية الحاج وعمارة المسجد الحرام كمن آمن بالله واليوم الآخر وجاهد في سبيل الله لا يستوون عند الله والله لا يهدي القوم الظالمين وأقم الصلاة وأرحنا بها الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاة الله 